And welcome back to the BAM Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff. Good evening. Welcome back to Bloomhouse Month. It's been fun. We did so far the Invisible... No, we didn't do the Invisible Man. Did we do the Invisible Man last week? No, yeah, yeah. Invisible Man was the last movie that we did uh, beginning this month. And we're doing Freaky today. Uh, this is the Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton film, 2020. Really fun little horror. Kind of slasher film. Kind of funny, too. But we need a little palate cleanser, as my buddy Mike would say. And that's what we're doing with Freaky tonight. So I'm going to load it up. I'm not going to waste your time. You're not going to waste my time. We want to get this show rolling. Don't we, kids? So uh, give me a second here. I think I have everything set up. Yeah, sorry, I had a little bit late recording. Um, some technical difficulties I got to fix. But I think I'm recording now and everything should be sounding A-OK. And if it isn't, let me know because I'm sure somebody else will. Anyway, Freaky Man 2020. So let's do this in three, two, one. Press play. I like the opening with the kind of the red stuff going on. Reminds me, I was watching Titans this year and they were doing a, um, what was the angle they were doing? Something with the red. I never read too much Titans. Titans DC, obviously the Teen Titans. Titans for short. But I never got into the uh, the Beast Boy character. Not that I hated him. I always thought he was kind of funny, but like apparently he has like some really deep stories and one of them involves the red and um, the opening of this Universal film kind of reminded me of the Red whole storyline. I think they were trying to... They, they kind of went with in the last season Titans, which is very interesting. Typical slasher movie, the beginning of the kids, everybody going nuts. It's just the way it is, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> My mistake. So I, I guess I'm working through some technical difficulties, but hopefully everybody's hearing me up and up. So now I have to get, like, literally, when I was starting to record, I had all my notes set up. Um, I had my screen set up. I had a little tablet set up. And then all of a sudden, it was a right disc error on the P4. Like I said, it's I think it's looks like it's recording now. But, um... Yeah, so I gotta solve that. Hopefully everything works out okay. So I do apologize for that. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry. Okay. Everything should be good now, guys. So, yeah, this is a Blumhouse film, as you can tell when it's at Blumhouse Productions. And um, most of the Blumhouse films, this is not a, well, in past Blumhouse films, they have, well, you know what? Nothing. I'm trying to think about it. I was going to say that Blumhouse doesn't really cast name actors, but I think the big thing with Blumhouse is they attract big name actors for their films because they choose more story over visual noise. And, you know, last night, you know, little spoiler, I just came from watching The Flash, which I thought was phenomenal. Some people are going to hate that film, but I, for one, liked it. I like what they did with all that stuff. The choices they made felt really good. The cameos worked and... But anyway, I digress. So normally, like, big-name actors come to these franchises. It's like an old theory. If, you know, this kind of ties into comic book movies. The 1977 Superman movie, you know, back then Christopher Reeve was an un- unknown actor. So the um, Dick Donner, what he did, he's like, okay, so I want this guy to be Superman. But, you know, nobody knows who he is. So let me get the best supporting cast out there. So just to, so he doesn't feel the pressure, that's what he did with, with Gene Hackman, Ned Beatty, um, Margot Kidder. Um, <laughs> my God, Marlon Brando's in this film. So, but anyway, my point was is like this film right now, which we're watching, Vince Vaughn, is really the only big name actor you have in this film and the rest of the cast is kind of like these up and comers so they, they kind of did the reverse but Vince at this point is a pretty well known actor so he could carry this film and and he him and um Catherine Newton of supernatural fame she was um Castiel's daughter or Jimmy Novak's daughter the, the vessel of Castiel that was his daughter and you know she came back I think it was season 10 11 And this was like her first first major motion picture. And apparently she turned this film down a couple times too. So, And after this film, Catherine Newman just sort of like blew up. She's in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or she's in tons of stuff. So, <laughs> See, by the way, the kills are awesome. Like, it's straight up like Jason Voorhees. Like, you gotta love it. It's like a typical slasher film. It's just, it's just a fun film. And the, and the deaths in this film are violent as hell. Now, the beginning part of this movie, you know, you're not seeing Vince Vaughn. You're seeing this character, the Butcher. And... You know, Vince is normally known for his comedies, you know, and, you know, big time. What I mean, Wedding Crashers, Swingers, um, what is it? A Dodgeball. Like, I could name tons. But, um, like, this is one, like, and he can do drama. Like, he did True, uh, he did True Detective Season 2, which I didn't see, but I heard he was really good. And he did another film, which I literally had up here. 
And I think it's called Fury on Cell Block 99. Let me see if I can find it, if that's the name of the film. Okay, so IMDb has this weird thing where they don't automatically click on the actor's credits. You have to click on them. Like, it's like it's defaulted to producer for some reason. Because I see he's doing a lot of producing nowadays. So if I can find... All right. There we go. Gosh, it's not up here. It was like one of the first films that I saw him do like a real hardcore sort of like a like he was a badass this movie. But I uh, it was art conflict. Anchorman two wasn't the best. Anchorman one still rules. But yeah, there's True Detective, and he did uh there it is Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine. He plays a character called Bradley Thomas. Ooh. He's brutal in this film. Like the mask is creepy. And he's just like I said, he, he Like he plays the killer really well. Now I don't know what the hell the story is. This is the whole crux of the film we're gonna get to right now. See, it, I, I don't know if their intention was to make it like a Universal Monsters type film, but they really did it. Like, I think that was the point. It's a kind of an homage to a lot of things, but it's fine. That's a weird alarm. They were going to do a spinoff. Back to Supernatural. They were going to do a spinoff. I think it was called Wayward Sisters. It was um, uh, it was going to be her. And I forgot her name in the show. I think it was not it's not Cassie. Cassie was um, Ant-Man in Quantumania. She was something else. Oh, it's going to kill me. I'm going to end up looking it up later. But she was Castiel's daughter. Um, Sheriff Jody Mills in the show. By the way, she was the mom in uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Look that up. I'm not lying. Um, there was another character. I think she had another daughter. I don't know the actress's name, but she was in the episode where she was being freed from a vampire kind of nest. And she was like, basically they were feeding on her. Uh, it was her. And I think it was another character to, uh, yeah, it was her, another character. And I think the, the sheriff from South Dakota, she was good too. Actually, I follow all of them on Instagram. I should know them by heart, but I don't. But yeah, they were going to do a show called Wayward Sisters. It was going to be a spinoff of Supernatural, but with girls, you know. And nowadays people get up in arms, oh, it's a girl show. But I think this one would have actually worked because I like all these characters, like most female characters to me. And like I said, in a lot of movies, they have this propensity nowadays for trying to like, if a guy can do it, then we can make a female version of it. And I think sometimes when you do that, that 
doesn't work the whole force stuff, but if you do it naturally, it'll work. Like Wayward Sisters would have been a show I would have loved to see. But they didn't go through with it, which is kind of sad. And um, and Supernatural recently just did a The Winchesters, which was just god awful. God awful. I, I watched the whole season painfully, and I was just literally like, this sucks, this sucks. Oh, this doesn't make sense. And then the ending, I'm going to spoil it for you. It's not coming back. It got canceled. Thank goodness. But the whole ending was like, oh, well, John and Mary are in a different multiverse now where they could have a happy ending. So I'm like, what? Like, it's like I, I said before with the premise of the show. I understood what he was trying to do. But if you watch Supernatural for 15 seasons, you saw John and Mary's story. Like, you didn't have it like they were following them every single day, but you, they were. you saw it like... Whether it's flashbacks, a couple episodes, you even when the boys went back in time, you saw it. So I thought that was just right there. Like if you want to do look, and let's be honest, nowadays, if Supernatural were to return, it would have to be with Jensen and Jared. That show is, and they've had great supporting characters over the seasons. Like 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 hell. If you look at that, those guys, they travel the world on their own supernatural con. Not big, huge places, but those places get sold out. You have like the ancillary characters, like a, um, a Misha, uh, Mark Pellegrino, Jim Beaver, uh, the la- the ladies, Kim Rhodes. I think is Sheriff Jody Mills, by the way. Brianna we- Brianna Webster is the cop from South Dakota. I- I'm just gonna recall it right now. Um, Dirk Benedict, I mean, he's one. So they have tons of these um, ancillary characters who come on, and they can literally go on to any con too because that show's so big. Like, not only the boys are beloved, but their supporting characters, you know, are just as loved. You know, the boys made the show, but let, let's be honest, they had a great, great supporting cast. Every season they would pick just winners and these acting, I mean, some of the storylines didn't work, but they always picked good actors. That's what I always admire about that show. And of course, it's a typical ugly duckling story going in, like stuff has happened, she's shy. I mean, we've seen this a thousand times. It's the ugly duckling. Now, to pull something like this off, the actors, number one, have to be around each other because they have to get their tics and their mannerisms. And I thought out of everything in this show, show, I got Supernatural, I'm so sorry, out of everything in this film, if, and we'll see it pretty soon, when the when the flip happens, you have to make sure you're taking the tics of the other actors with you. So you're basically, you have to copy them, but you're like, you know, you're changing 
I mean, genders in this case. So I think, like, when you see, it's really, really well done. Here's something interesting. The title of this film, Freaky, and I was saying it was like a lot of homages to a lot of previous films, like, you know, the Universal, like the beginning with the red and the end, like, you know, almost like old school Universal War, like the screen turned black and white. Um, this this film was supposed to be called Freaky, F Freaky Friday the 13th, which is, you know, they just changed it to Freaky. Oh, is that who I think it is? Please let it be. If I can, it's a good thing I have IMDb pulled up. I'm trying to. That's Alan Brock. I knew it. And if you don't know who Alan Ruck is, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's older there. Look at that. But still going. I mean, going for the cheesy gym teacher look or something. Or the woodshop teacher. I'm sorry. Alan Ruck. Let's look at his info. He's another one. 120 credits of acting, by the way. So he has done a lot. And I did not hit that. Yeah, he still stays busy. Uh, he kind of flips around between TVs and movies and sometimes some voice work. So he's he stays busy. Good on him, man. Good on him. I never went to too many high school games. I think I went to like maybe a, I don't think I went to any. Now thinking about it, they have like a high school scene right here. But I don't think I went to any. No. I do not think so. Now you see that 04 jersey right there. Did you notice the last name? Strode. Right? 
an homage to Laurie Strode, the character in Halloween. Played, of course, by Jamie Lee Curtis. Congratulations, Jamie Lee. She won the Oscar this year for Best Supporting Actors for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is, I've only seen the movie once, and I loved it. And I think I think they had Best Actress, uh, Michelle Yeoh. And Michelle Yeoh is just, come on. I would marry Michelle Yeoh right now. She's older than me. But still looks good. Takes care of her skin. Anyway, I digress. Um, she won the Oscar. Uh, Kiko Kwan, of course, short round from uh, Indiana Jones. He won Best Supporting Actor. And I thought of all uh, the old the, the performances in the film. I thought they were all pretty good. But I thought Short Rounds was the best. I mean, Kiko Kwan. I always going to keep... I'm going to just keep calling him Short Round. Pay attention to that little cheer you saw right there. Now, what is happening here? Hold on. Okay, I said be right back and I'll give you a timestamp. Okay, I have returned, and we are at 2121 right now. I don't recall my school mascot. I think it was Wildcats? Bobcats? Man, I wish I would. I'm in. Now, this is, of course, really cheesy. See, this film knows exactly what it is. Like, hey, we're, we're going to play straight homage. We're going to get creepy, weird. This is all intensity, too. Like I said, he's not saying a word. Like, even the mask he's wearing looks pretty freaky. It's like a... Like an homage to Jason, you know? Of Friday 13th fame. <laughs> 
but it's more like I don't know. It's almost like a skull mask, almost. It's go, and but it's like indented. It looks like it's. Ah! I'm just kidding. See if you. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bad joke, man. I'm trying to keep you guys entertained. You know, in a strange world, and I often like to bring this up, you know, when Mike was here with me, um, I would usually bring up, like, you know, seeing an actor and, like, putting him in particular roles. And what, and I was thinking about one with Vince Vaughn, and I'm always seeing comic book movies. We're just, like, in general, like, book characters or something. That's just where my mind goes sometimes. I always do that, especially, like, TV shows. Oh, he would be, like, a good um, Martian Manhunter. I could see him pulling that off, you know, et cetera. But looking at Vince Vaughn here, this film, and other films, and they haven't cast him yet. But Vince Vaughn as Reed Richards. It'd be kind of an inspired choice, too. I don't think he would do it, doesn't need to. I mean, he's a little old at this point. Here we go. Now we have the weird blade, whatever it is. I, I mean, I think they explain what the blade is. So here's the the uh, crux of it. They got stabbed with the blade at the same time. And I got the blood of their blood right inside. And of course it is a good old blade. Now we see the MacGuffin of the film, the, the blade. What is it? What has it done? You know, I've always liked these paint. I'm not trying to be, you know, sexualize the movie, but... These shots like this were just like her chilling in the tub. And I, I think I would think like it's like it's like the sunlight's kinda of like bursting through the shades or something. <laughs> 
always like those red shots. Anything with a red sky. Red skies at night. Little, little fix song. I um. Now you're starting to realize that maybe It's so, like, she does it so good. Like, I think uh, we were talking about this with the Invisible Man. And we were talking about Elizabeth Moss and her facial acting. Catherine Newton has a little bit of that, like, right. And she's going to have a lot of it, like, just here. And then elsewhere, like, looking like, wait a minute, my new body. <laughs> now, of course, the, like Catherine knew it, and you know, not to give her any kind of disrespect, she she had the easier of the two parts. You know, she's just basically just not to say it's. But she did have like it's a little bit easier to do the facials because you're not there's no vocal. Vince is doing vocals and facials too. And Vince is such a good actor, of course he can pull it off. I just named Fury of Cell Block ninety nine. Now, that was a flash, a little bit of Friday the 13th. Of course, the film was originally going to be called Freaky Friday the 13th.
<laughs> now there's another film um, in this universe that I was reading about. It's a film. It's a horror film that I actually have not. I have not seen yet. And um, let's see if I can find it. It was just. It was just right here. Oh, okay. Here it is. Uh, Christopher Landon proposed the idea of Freaky and Happy Death Day crossover naming Freaky Death Day. I have not seen Happy Death Day. There's been a couple of films. I think the first film. Everything in the eyes. Keep repeating that to death. Even the way she freaking eats is creepy. <laughs> Uh, Mom, don't you think something's a problem? She's eating like a freaking horse. That's a little sexual. Whoa. <laughs> Did he just really say that? I just want to stick this in your box. Nice. I love the fact she's going to try to kill her now. <laughs> but she's good. But he, she, he realizes, like, wait a minute, I'm still, I'm still a chick. I'm not a big, imposing Vince Vaughn anymore. No, I kind of missed the uh, the the origin story of the butcher. I, I'm not sure. Like I, I was mentioning, I was I was messing around with some equipment over here. But did they mention that he had like a short speech pattern? I mean, I don't know. He's just very. I don't know if they talk about the butcher like that. Uh. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> what do you mean the way he runs? Come on. I ain't gonna lie. I do like that red leather jacket. It looks pretty dope. It's all it takes to be a killer kid. So just put a leather jacket on. Some jeans and some boots and just be a badass. Perfect choice in the song, a little old timey song. All right, sorry about that. What I was saying is, like, that leather jacket looks really, really, really dope. Always going to have a leather, ja leather jacket in your repertoire, but, like, a red one? <laughs> Did you get taller? You know, I'm going to take that back about Catherine Newton. I was going to say she had the easier of the two jobs in with Vince Vaughn, but I don't think she did. I think she had a lot harder. Because in a sense, you're acting like, what, a 47-year-old man, but you're in a, um, what is she, 5'5", five, five, Catherine Newton? 
And with Vince, you're acting like a uh, 18-year-old high school girl. So. Uh-oh. Oh, I think this is the first time. I think. Like it's the kill count in this movie, like the inventive ways they found a kill. Really neat. I was thinking about a, a movie that it's in our archives. It's a Studio 666, the Dave Grawl movie with the Foo Fighters. And that was a really good little horror film. You know, it had a simple simple premise of like a like this band goes to this house, but it's but like it's possessed by demons, and then like they're trying to make this song. And like you can't finish it's very You know, superstitious and stuff like that. What, she explode or something? There's another film. Excuse me, it's it's slipping my mind. Because when I saw this ha- this hallway scene, you know, when the kid goes through the high school hallway, but there was this, there was a movie I watched. It was a very frightening film, actually, very col- Columbine stuff. Like uh, it was a group of kids, group of high school kids, and they took over high school, and you know they were killing the students, and just like it was really graphic. And um, the daughter, I think Thomas Jane was the father, single dad, but he had trained his daughter 
he trained his daughter to basically be like, you know, hey, you're, you're going to be a badass like me. You know how to do all these things. So she gets stuck in the school with the other students. But like, she's like, she's like the Rambo of this film. She's prepared. She's like making weapons and stuff. It's a really, it's another really good film. Not a horror film, but like very, it's almost like if Columbine, they fought back, you know. <laughs> you know, most of the times characters like this would be really annoying, but I found them really fun. Like I said, it doesn't it's like a it doesn't take itself seriously this movie. It's it just like turns the genre into like you know, it's very fun and playful. It's still horror, but Oh! Ow! Those pan shots, it hurt! That's a pretty rough scene, man. Those things hurt. Like, when she got backed into that table, I felt in the back, especially an old man like me. So apparently the the um, little routine that Vince did there, the uh, the cheerleader shtick, they had to practice that for I guess for weeks, and I think he fell down, hurt himself. But um, I mean he's like a, he's like a fifty year old man doing this.
<laughs> Why does this kid look like Vince Vaughn? It's like kid. They have the same haircut. <laughs> the dagger. There wasn't there a dagger. Oh boy, I'm going back now. I'm old. <laughs> I believe it was the ninety. When did the, what year did the Shadow come out with Alec Baldwin? Which, by the way, I liked that movie. It was pretty good. And by the way, um, a, a, not a young, but um, oh, what's his name? Ian McKellen's in that film. He plays like the professor. So like a. Uh, that's before app people and app people kind of like uh, people took big notice after that. Then he was Magneto and, you know, and he did that for a while. And, and I had this speaking of the X-Men. That's been the big thing in Marvel nowadays. I mean, I think Fantastic Four is a bigger thing, but like on the, on the like nipping at their heels is like, so, you know, who are going to be the new X-Men? Because, you know, the, the other cast, I don't think Fastbender and those guys are going to come back. They're going to, I mean, they're busy doing other things. But to nail the X-Men, especially in the MCU, you have to nail Professor X and Magneto. Cast those two perfectly, and then you just go from there. Everybody else is like, they can be unknowns or whatever. I mean, but those two, I think you would need, like, big name actors to carry the weight. Because that's what the X-Men films were, like... Make like Stewart and McKellen carry the first couple, like the first trilogy of films, and then um, McAvoy and Fassbender they carried that. I think they did more films. Yeah, they did. First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Phoenix. Yeah, they 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 played them more times. They did four films. That's not even mentioning the uh, the cameo they had. They did no, that, that's McKellen and McKellen Stewart did that film. So that they had, they actually did four each. Well, but Patrick, how many films was Patrick Stewart in the X Men? The tr- the OG trilogy. Then he did. He did Wolverine. That's four, or the Wolverine. He did Logan, five. And I think he did X Men. I think he was in all three. Yeah, he was in all three Wolverine movies, because he he was that horrible. Yeah, horrible CG character. Ooh, it's terrible in that film. So Patrick Stewart has been in the most X Men films. He's been in six. No, I, I think Hugh's been in all of them. Yeah, Hugh has more. Hugh has the original trilogy. He's got. He's got his trilogy, which is six. So he's very tied Patrick Stewart. Maybe he's tied. No, because he appeared in Days of... Yeah, so I think... Yeah, I think it, it is... Uh, I think Hugh had like more than seven. Maybe eight. I thought it was eight. Yeah, he's been in like eight X-Men movies, so...
Now here's the thing too with Catherine, like she's she's the butcher, so I mean she's not as strong as when she's in her male body, but like she's got like she's figuring stuff out now, adapting. Like this is a brutal fight. Like she like she gets this is she's still a man, but like she's in a chick's body. Like this dude is a little bit bigger than her. Ooh. Damn, like what gushing? Like I said, she's got to compensate for not being, you know, big, strong, and intimidating now. I'll tell you, this film, like I said, the kills are just so goofy. <laughs> like, come on, he just got sawed in half. <laughs> nice practical right there. Nice. A little improvisation there. That's that's a killer for you, man. Just like, you know, hey, I got this by. Let me just use it. I like when they do murders and killings, and especially like a horror film like this, like a slasher. I guess you would call this a slasher film, where they have kills in the morning. So I think that's a like a not a common trope. It's a common common. Yeah, excuse me, I got my tongue tied. It is a common trope sometimes of doing horror films at night, always at night. But like I like when they balance it out, and there's like both even Stevens, daytime and nighttime. Hey. All right, let's take a look. I've been dying to look and see how much this film made. Usually I'll have those stuff up, but I'm like, I'm trying to do a couple different things here at the same time. Let's see. Wikipedia usually has it. 
Hello? Man, they don't have a wiki page? Usually that's the first. Okay, here it is. I guess I just passed it by. Alright, so... So the budget for the film was $6 million, so nothing. And it made 18 so it made, a, it made some profit. Alright, let's see... Production was it? Let me see. I'm trying to see if they're if they're doing a sequel to this film. That's what. Okay, so no, no, no sequel. Okay, so one and done. I guess the act can get old. See, now we're seeing like one of the parts of the stories, I guess, the uh, Catherine Newton's uh, father in the film passed away, something. And now the um, we get the heartbreak of, of, the, of the mother going through some stuff, you know, heavy drinking, passing out. You know, it takes a toll sometimes. But um, it's never the way they go. Find friends. You know, don't do that. I mean, I understand you do it sometimes, but uh, don't drown in it. You know, I was I was guilty of doing something like that too, many moons ago. And um, don't get me wrong, I still like to take a beverage every now and then. But you know, you get older, you got to just slow it down a little bit. And um, I was talking to somebody about that because um, you know, I like I used to. Um, I used to love the nightlife. I still do. You know, I still love staying up at night, watching a movie, you know, doing this, um, playing a game, reading a book sometimes. I'll still do that, but um, I, I used to um, just hit out every single night, hit every single bar, club. And then it kind of just, you know, I won't say what happened, but, you know, something happened that kind of just threw me on my butt and I had to change the way I did things. You know, it was either that or, you know, things were going to keep spiraling. But um, what I'm trying to say is don't don't drown yourself in there. It's never a good idea. Like, once in a while is great socially, but, you know, you know, even, you know, just keep it safe. <laughs> it's <laughs> Oh my god, asking the butcher outs.
Damn, blue out of the water. <laughs> Who is that? Is that Bart Starr? What, what did she say? Or is that Brett Favre? Let me see. I think that's supposed to be Brett Favre. I <laughs> Looks like a Ronald Reagan mask. I remember one Halloween, uh, I was living in New Jersey with my my family, and we um we lived in this. I guess nowadays would be considered condominiums, but it was a um. It was like a seventeen. Was it seventeen stories? It was it was a, it was a nineteen story building that we lived in apartment complex back then, uh, nineteen or seventeen I I forget it was called Washington Towers we lived in Union City, and um, every Halloween my mother because I me and my brother would celebrate Halloween we'd go out trick or treating and like uh, every year she would get me like a new mask and one year she had a uh, I got a Wolfman mask and I always thought that Wolfman mask was the dopest mask. And I had it for a long time. I don't know what happened to it. I think I finally got rid of it. But um, really cool mask. And I had that. I had a Kermit the Frog mask. Vampire mask. I had tons of them. Um, I still collect masks. Even to this day. I think I have one here in this room somewhere. My room is kind of trippy looking. Like I said, the kills in this film were really, really kind of inventive. <laughs> that even, that got me. That got me too. Hold on a second here, huh? 
Sure you would. I hate that place. Something about Catherine Nguyen being a badass that I kind of like. I'm not sure if she's going to be um, Cassie Lang. I know the new Avengers thing is supposed to... Well, they haven't officially said it, but like, there's a lot of hints to new Avengers, which was never my jam. I was never a new Avengers type of guy. I was like, yeah, it's okay, I guess. But just wasn't for me. So... <laughs> of course they're going to capture So nowadays, like I said, uh, Vince is doing more producing. I don't see many acting things coming. He's doing, he's going more to the drama stuff. He's kind of leaving this stuff behind, which you know hey, that's what you're entitled to do. You know, you want to grow and expand. <laughs> like I said, he's just they they both kill it. Like like I said, you gotta you gotta get those mannerisms down of the other actors actress. And they both do. You could tell that they were really studying. What the hell? What? What?
Oh, man. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Murder Barbie. Which actually we're having a Barbie film that's coming out this year as well. Which... Not gonna say I'm gonna watch it, but the, I saw the trailer and it's kind of interesting. I mean, like, how do you make a Barbie movie that everybody wants to watch? And I did watch a trailer. I was like, oh, this looks very stupid. And then, then um, during the trailer, I think uh, it was Marco Robbie who said, you know, hey, do you know what happens when you die? I'm like, what? Or is it? I think, do you wonder if we die? I was like, oh, damn. All right, guys. Um, little bathroom break, so I shall be right back. Uh, currently, I'm at 110-114, and we're watching Freaky. I'll be right back, guys. Be quite charming and irresistible at times.
Okay, sorry about that, guys. Uh, one thirteen, one nineteen, right now. One thirteen, twenty-two. What? <laughs> like I said, like it can be terrifying, but like it has moments where it's just silly. People would say it's on the veins of scream. Yeah, it's very scream, but I think it's There was a series of horror movies in Netflix. I never got to finish them. I think it was uh, Horror on Blah Street, nineteen eighty four. There was another one. I think the last. I think I saw the first one. Then I saw the second one, and the third one was supposed to take place like the origin of the witch. I think it was seventeen seventy six. I think it was Horror on Freak Street. I, my daughter watches it. Oh, man, if she was here, she would totally get it. It's um It's like you really in a weird sort of way, not weird, I mean, you know, teach his own, but like I I kind of believe that they're like have a little bit of chemistry together. I mean, that's, that's the point, I suppose. Ah, high school revelations. Passing the notes. I never got no notes passed to me. Nobody liked me in high school. Just a sad fact. I know. Cue the violins. La da 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 da. Da 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 da. Oh, here we go. Oh, they do do it. 
<laughs> it was a little. Doesn't mention anything about that kiss. Awful shooty there, officer. Yeah, so this is what that movie, like that series reminded me of that movie a little bit. The way they would pace it with the music. Because it was almost like, it was almost like a silly horror movie. Which it kind of was. Like I think the witch, was a witch or it was some kind of possession that was like invading these kids and they were causing the kill. It had something to do with some tree. It was... Party time. Back in my younger days, it's... I always had some party scenes. I, I, I've been to some good parties in my time. Haven't been to one in a while. I guess I got all partied out. But um, every once in a while, I wouldn't mind going. Vibe. Again, I like those shots at night with the red tint that you would call it. This kid looks a little bit like the kid in, uh, oh man, what's it, the Wizards of, was it, was it Waverly Place? That was the leading Selena Gomez show. Sad, I think one of the actors passed away from that show, too. So you're really young.
Like she is, like I said, she doesn't have the um, kind of like the brute strength of Vince Vaughn, but she's like she's getting her butt kicked. I like how they still keep that in, um, you know, because the, uh, the these guys are like football players and stuff, so they're gonna be have a little bit of size in them. Well, me, but she has to compensate. Hence her little chainsaw action. Little ashy slashy. Ah! Something about a chainsaw when it just fucking saws through somebody. Oh, gruesome. Why is it goofy like that? Something about, something about a horror movie when somebody dies. Um, what do they call it? Eye violence. Something about like I, I think the um, the new Evil Dead movie. I think it's Evil Dead Rise. I haven't watched it yet. I watched it. Well, I, I take that back. I'm sorry. I watched a little bit of it, but I, there's a scene. I guess this is what I've heard. That involves like an eye socket or an eyeball being ripped out and just hearing the sounds. Where sound mixing comes in. Oh. No, they're certainly not the Flash.
Now, if you think back, yeah. Watch forty five minutes ahead. And usually they would do something this, not a trope, but they would do this like near the end of the movie. And it is the end, but we still have a little bit of time now. Oh, well, he does come back, I think. I think. Spoiler. Let's see what Catherine Newton's going to be up to. Like I said, she's pretty hot right now, so let's... Ugh. Let's see. Let's see. All right, Catherine Newton. Oh, she was uh, Detective Pikachu. Okay. Blockers, oh, she's got some stuff coming up. Let's see. She's 26, so she's really young. Good on her. Okay, so let's see. Lisa Frankenstein. Winner. Monster Thriller for Universal Pictures. She's doing Kang Dynasty. It says she, uh, Avengers Secret Wars is on here in development. I don't think that's going to happen. That's to me.
That's going to be hard, man, letting a kid go like that. It happens. Still not easy. And of course you have to do the trope where the killer comes back to life. Of course he's not dead. Again, again, my favorite. Little Red Skies at Night. You know, if you watch the film closely, you know, from the beginning credits to the middle of the movies, you know, the whole film, a lot of homages, a lot of homages to classic slasher films, classic horror films, just the way it's shot. Like, this is very Halloween right here. Of course, nothing's in there. Look behind you! Which literally you should. Man, Vince can be imposing. So I'm saying, I could, I could buy him as a threat, as a serial killer. He's got the look. He's got the build for it. Look at that. Mean and nasty. And I told you about that film, the uh, Attack on Cell Block 99. Damn, it just breaks her down.
Like he was scary. Well, he was he was still homicidal in Catherine Newton's body, but like. And it's a kind of fitting way that the entire family gets involved killing him because they were all dealing with their own trauma in their own way. And this is like them defeating that trauma all together as a family. <laughs> and guys that was freaky by christopher landon from bloomhouse films produced by jason i thought jason well production company jason well i'm sorry and again it's a it's a hot take on you know to switch that birth or like twin movies or like no not twin movies I'm thinking of something else what am I thinking but like switch was the Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan film like the they was it called Freaky as well or something else oh Freaky Friday I think or something I don't know but along those lines with Serial Killer I like it it's fun it's a really fun movie it's a quick movie too Bear McCready did the music for this I like Bear McCready he does good stuff so, anyway, guys, that's freaky as we continue Bloomhouse Month with movie number two. And we'll be doing some more Bloomhouse stuff this month. I think we have Sinister coming up somewhere. Uh, we might do that one next or another one. We might call Audibles. I'm not sure. We could play around. There's a lot of good Bloomhouse films out there. And um, we shall see. So, anyway, guys, check out the Facebook page, some like comments, give us ideas, man. We always like some new ideas from our followers. We appreciate it, and I will see you soon. Bye, guys.